This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Hello, and welcome to the Theology Gaming Podcast. My name is Zachary Oliver, and with me today are three special guests. Hi, I am M. Joshua Caller. You are you. Hurrah. Hurrah. <laughs> and who's Ted? I am not Ted today. I am his robotic stand-in, TED99. <laughs> Ooh, hi, TED99. Nice to meet you. It is good to see you. Oh, I can't do that. That's too stupid. How many All TED right. Talks do you attend? <laughs> you know, it's not easy having those named after me. <laughs> I got to go to all of them. <laughs> yeah, I'd just like to say out of all the four of us, Ted is probably the, the most professionally dressed for this podcast. Yeah, I, I literally have not changed out of my pajamas. Yeah, <laughs> And I spilled yogurt on my shirt and then wiped it away with toilet paper. So, you know, that this is, is going amazing. off to a great hey, start. Don't forget our fourth person. Yeah, yeah. So who who else is with us? Yes. I don't know. Who? Who, who is? You. you. Oh, me? You, you oh, are, dang you it. Are, that's right. It's you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am Jonathan R. Clausen, also known as... Jerk know, for short. Jerk for short. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was not nice. Or or wow. as my wife... No, no. Trust me. My, my little brother has other names for me that are not quite so pleasant. Also known as uh, husband when the dogs or the child is misbehaving. It, it's husband! <laughs> and it's awesome. That that is my term of affection. So yes, and I'm 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 a night owl. So this is amazing that I am up and ready to go by seven. Yes, yeah. very impressive. eleven. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing for me too. <laughs> so this so is Jonathan, my life. Um, since we're going to be jumping in today to the very first subject, which is uh, what you playing? There's this game that came out not too long ago uh, that I don't know if I don't know how many uh, how many people know about it uh, you know i'm gonna hold it up to the camera for you guys but for e- everyone else you can tell them what what game this probably is it's called oh, I've destiny never heard of that. what is that it's called destiny it's got this big white orb in it so what, what's, I think they call what's, it the what's the scheme about what's it what's it why is it destiny. um why does it have the most common name for girls in age 14 <laughs> you know i think here's you know i, I described this to um is it, is I don't it designed who for I 14 year old girls that's, yes. my, that's my, my first question. Yes, definitely is. Because uh, you can just sit in one place and do as little effort as possible and get as much glimmer and loot Ooh, as you glimmer. want. Yeah, because, you know, it's like flash, flare, glitter. You know, just glimmer, glitter. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm digging myself a and hole here. Peter Dinklage <laughs> will sing and whisper soothing words into your ear while loot rains from the skies. Yeah, pretty much, man. Actually, it's more like in a cave about 100 yards out. And you hate the other people who go in and mess up the spawn rates for you. Yeah, you found the loot cave. Oh, dude! Every single website in the world has found that loot cave, and there are how-to videos everywhere. <laughs> and depending on the vulgarity of the person doing the video, they'll be like, "Get out of my loot cave! You're messing up my spawn rates!" Blah 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 blah. So every so, yeah. time I've done it, everybody's been very cooperative. So what's what's a loot cave? Okay, so there's a few exploits This is an actual question. This isn't me pretending that I don't know <laughs> yeah, anything. Yeah, this will gotcha. date the podcast, but go this ahead. this will date the podcast. Well, <laughs> as of to, as of the first as of the patch released yesterday, they have not fixed this. Okay. Oh, good. So, Destiny, <laughs> for those of you who have been living under a rock, is the next first-person shooter, persistent world shooter, MMO shooter, whatever you want to call it from Bungie, the makers of Halo. And oh. it Sorry, that was the Halo theme. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, we got it. That was good. And there we go. That, thank you, Ted. Robot. Appreciate it. Um, 
<laughs> so, so long story short, it's like an MMO where that you kill enemies, you get loot drops. Well, the loot tables in 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 Destiny have been somewhat less than forgiving. So you could run some really hard raids or strikes, and maybe not even get a, a good loot drop at the end as a reward, or even during the mission itself. Now, that's been fixed a bit, but there's this one exploit. In the Russia Cosmodrone area, there's this cave where uh, an enemy type, fairly low-level low, low enemy type, will just spawn constantly. I mean, just not even a break. It'll just, it just won't stop. So you can sit there far enough back with a long-range weapon, and as long as you don't get close enough to interrupt the spawn rates of these enemies, because, you know, once you get close enough, you kill them off, they won't spawn anymore. Okay. So you can just stand back and literally just sit there for hours and just mow them down as they come out. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's insane. And if you'll, you could have like 12 to 20 people in that, that little zone just standing there in like a firing line. It's like an execution line yeah. as they just come pouring out. And you can just see glimmer, these little blue – Yeah, it's just – it's the little blue – it's just the currency. And then loot drops and ammo drops. It's like a thing of beauty. <laughs> and your experience climbs as you're doing this because you're not only getting experience for your kills, the people that are in your proximity, you get their experience as well. So you just level. And I understand that. Well, doesn't that kind of like stop happening once you get to level 20 and then you just have to like level up using like gear or something? Once you once you hit level 20, you want to start looking for gear and weapons that have a statistic called light. Another one of those very generic terms. Yeah. And it's that statistic that pushes you up to the hard cap of 30. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. What, what, what level are you guys now? I or am I'm, 14. You're 14? Yes. And what level yeah. are you, Jonathan? Uh, I hit 19, and then my brother, uh, my 14-year-old brother, got uh, his own copy of Destiny mm-hmm. for the PS3. So I actually regressed. I switched from the PS4 down to the PS3. Oh, cool. Um. One thing that's worth noting is someone actually wrote a prayer for this, for this, uh, for this cave, and I, and I would like to read it here. Yes, wow, this fits in so well with theology. I know. Our cave, who art in stone, hallowed be thy ads. Thy engrams come, thy will be farmed, on old Russia as it is on the moon. Give us this day our daily glimmer, and forgive us our freeloading, as we forgive those who grief us. And lead us not into rage quitting, but deliver us from the cryptarch. For RNG is the kingdom and the legendaries and the exotics forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> that, that fits. <laughs> the loot cave. Why can't they fix it? I don't know, man. They, they, I'm sure they could. All they'd have to do is fix the spawn rates. Or, I don't know. I'm not, I, my time with hardware is very limited, so this I don't know. Me, me and MMOs, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody always finds an exploit within like the first couple weeks. And then like loot drops from the sky. <laughs> There's videos of guys who have gone from zero to twenty in six hours just by sitting there at the cave and just mowing things down. It's yeah, it's, it breaks it's, the it breaks the breaker. game obviously. Yeah, it but does. yeah, but yet it's fun at the same time. I don't yeah, know I, why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sitting it, at it, the loot cave. I will say it makes the the grind from that um, from twenty to find some light gear pretty good. The only other game I have been playing with any consistency is uh, a game that also came out on Tuesday. Uh, I'm a sucker for JRPGs, and I like uh, the Gus team. And they have a new game called, and I, I'm not even going to be able to pronounce this, Arno Surge, Ode to an Unborn Star. None of that. S- what? what? <laughs> I've never I'm, heard I'm, of this. Yeah, I haven't either. R space no surge. Huh. Yeah. 
it's 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 by the guys who did Hyperdimension Neptunia, and and uh, they did one other one who's uh, the Arton Lico series. I think I could be completely speaking out of my left elbow, uh, but this is their first new IP in a long time. But it's uh, you know it's in a deeply immersive seven dimension RPG. What what does that mean? <laughs> it's JRPG. I, I don't know. Don't it's, question it. It's it's like Kingdom Hearts. You just don't question it. You just love it or hate it. <laughs> oh, I will question Kingdom Hearts till the day I die. <laughs> Nonsensical fan service game. So, so what, what's that? What do you actually? What, what makes this uh, RPG unique in mechanically speaking? Like, what what are you doing in it? Well, I, it's been a long time since I played a JRPG, let alone one that came out like recently. Right. Well, you've got two different sets of heroes, and let's see. I've only I've only logged an hour and a half into the game. I know that okay. means that it's not a lot, so I haven't really gotten exposed to the combat system too much. Sure. Uh, like I said, Destiny's been sucking up everything. So yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. When we when we come back next week, whenever that is, or whenever I'm next on, I will give you a much more detailed breakdown because okay. I really no I really can't answer that question. I'm still trying That's to figure okay. out how it's spelled. <laughs> oh my goodness! Here, I'll. I'll 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 send you all a link to it. It's it's good stuff. I know uh. some JRPGs, but this one just escapes my memory. I'm yeah. truly surprised that uh, the other two members of our party had never heard of it. I, 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 I count on Zachary and Josh to be I've the ones. I've seen it on Amazon, and I've seen it that it's fifty dollars, but there's no screenshots, and there was nothing about it that I could find. So yeah. Uh, oh, I, here I'm we a, go. Our no I'm search. a terrible hipster, so I I, I usually don't have uh on awareness of, of uh, Japanese role-playing games, but I can tell you about any indie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a prequel to Artonelico. Okay. Yeah. Artonelico is kind of weird. That was a series of uh, kind of, I guess, visual novel is the best way to describe it. Yeah, pretty much. This Plus feels RPG. a lot like that. In the opening hour, it feels a lot like that, yeah. Yeah, they were very strange. And also, it, had they toned down the sexual innuendo? In this game so far, I have not seen as much as, like, say, you know, like Hybrid Dimension Neptunia, where it's very tongue-in-cheek, almost Dragon's Crown level of yeah. irreverence. Which is what uh, I've been playing, actually. <laughs> well, this one, okay, well, here's the descriptors on the back. ESRB has rated this game T for Teen, alcohol and tobacco reference, uh, fantasy violence, language, partial nudity, and suggestive themes. Oh, okay, well, that seems reasonable. So, yeah, it's still there, but it's, again, it's presented in a very tongue-in-cheek irreverent way it's not like gta level of yeah you know whatever it's the anime kind of yeah that's a that's a good saying things without saying things japanese way of things not like akiba's trip no not like that (laughs) although i found that i also found that game very i played that one about three weeks ago i found that one very tongue-in-cheek too yeah but you can rip off men's clothing too so everybody wins you know it's a fair balance you know, okay, what, what are you talking about? It's now? a fair balance between the male female ratio. It's pretty hysterical. What, what, what are you talking about? Oh, we're okay. talking about Akiba's trip, Undead and Undressed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I saw an article about that yesterday, and it reminded me of my approach to if, if I would be attacked in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all I all I know is that all I all I found out when I read about this game was that like you're the, the premise is you're being attacked by by zombies. Ben. Vampires. vampires. It's a vampire variant. Yeah, make yeah. sure you know. <laughs> and the only way to deal with them is to is to strip naked, right? Down, no, not down to their skivvies. Yeah, no, you got to no, no, you, you got to strip them to their underwear so that they uh, fade in the sun. 
Yeah. Okay. Because so, vampires hate sunlight. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. So the one thing, the, the thing for me personally that I find uh, very captivating about this concept is, you know, when people ask, when you, when you talk about pacifism, people talk about uh, the, 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 the big question is, all right, well, what would you do if someone was going to come after you and your family? You know, like that's, that's the question that for whatever reason people always ask. Not, you know, what does the Bible say? But, you know, what, do you, what would you do if three guys were coming at you with a bunch of machetes? And I just love Shane Claiborne's response to that, which is, I would, I would strip down naked and start clucking like a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would work, but... But, but it would be prob- probably more disarming and effective at throwing people off who are trying to kill you yeah. than, than other things. So this game... This then you game rip actually, off their clothes. Oh, you rip off their clothes. You don't rip off yeah. your own. No, 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 no. no, no. The whole uh, idea is they're, they're I, vampires. I've lost all interest. Oh, that's yeah. okay. Well, now to, to, <laughs> you're a nerd and to... you smack them with your keyboard, and then they lose their like lower guard, and then their pants fly off, and you rip them. <laughs> now, to be fair, the guys are wearing fairly decent boxers, and and the the girls are are not. It's not like they're wearing Victoria's Secret underneath there. It's it's all you know. It's more like American Eagle stuff. Yeah, but the 1800s. I, you know, I'm not even going to uh, admit to why I know that. So we're just going to we're just going to leave it at that. But, yeah. but they're vampires, so it's okay. Yes, this is true. This is okay. this is very true. This just goes uh, to show you never know what you're going to hear about on the theology gaming podcast <laughs> at 7:22 in the morning when we when we're all functioning on one cup of coffee. Indeed. <laughs> so Ted, I uh, what what are you playing? I saw, I saw that you had mentioned that you were playing Destiny as well. Is is that is that what's taking up your the primary of your time? That has taken up most of my gaming time, and it's been interesting because I've sort of had to schedule it. I play with a coworker, a friend of mine, that has it. Uh, we're playing on the Xbox One. I see, Jonathan, you had it on the PS4, right? Mm-hmm. I have the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One version as well. Wow, that, you have four versions? Why are you yeah, buying all I, of them? I got the digital versions for the PS3 and the 360, and then you automatically get the free version of that game on the next-gen consoles. Say what? Oh, really? Yeah, if you got, if you buy the digital or the right. limited or Ghost Edition of the PS3 or the 360, oh, if you okay. log into if you log into the next gen consoles before January fifteenth of two thousand fifteen, you automatically get the digital game, of the next gen version for free. That's I did cool. it backwards. I bought it on digitally on the Xbox One. Oh, it's Maybe. okay. I bought. Well, you saw that I showed you. I have the PS4 version, so I had to go out and, and get the, the 3 version later. So I was right. shooting myself in the foot for that one. Uh, uh, I guess that's how they're making their money back when they talk about uh, we spent $500 million making it. Geez. But they've made a lot, too. <laughs> how yeah. do I convert X to Y? <laughs> I know, yeah. right? $60. So wow. here's my perspective on Destiny. Uh, if someone were to ask me if it is a good game, I would say yes. Is it a great game? I would say I'm not sure. But what it has been good for me has been it's been an entry level game for me to play more online with people, mm-hmm. and because I always get real nervous about that. Yeah. And so, but I've been doing more of it. I even actually requested a friend of somebody that, that uh, I recognized, and I think we're going to play possibly tonight even. So that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's it's neat walking around and uh, doing some video and and stuff like that. 
Uh, with the X- Xbox One, you can say record that if something kind of unusual happened. And there's one time where me and my buddy that we had just beat a very hard mission, and so we were just like shooting each other. I mean, you can't die except I did because he was coming at me, and I took my rocket launcher and, and uh, fired it at him, and he was so close it exploded, and somehow I got killed and he lived. I don't oh understand God, that. Awesome. <laughs> that is so, awesome. So that was kind of fun. The the missions are sort of slow-paced, which I think is good for me, again, as an entry-level person. You do have intense moments, but it takes a little while to get certain places. It gets me acclimated with the world and the environment. And I think ultimately it makes me just want to play Halo. And now, I know that you, Ted, are actually using some substances to, uh, to push awesome. through the, the Destiny experience. Let me that correct that. Uh, I used substances. to use substances. I I do have problems playing first-person shooters in general. I get motion sickness. So I really wanted to play Destiny. It was 60 bucks to download, I think. I started playing and I started getting seasick. I was like, no, no. So I went to the drugstore and I bought some Dramamine for motion sickness. Nice. And I did take it twice and it really did help. Good. And now it sort of got me like over the the crest a little yeah. bit. I can play it now without uh, having to take it. So it did do something to help me kind of adjust to it. Yeah. But it did make me wonder, you know, when is it when is playing a game too important for you? You know, when you <laughs> yeah. have to take some kind of medication so you can play a game or wear a brace, you know, on one of your hands cuz you play so much gaming not me but oh there he is <laughs> oh speaking yeah. of which i guess that's a, that's the segue for mr segue. zachary oliver yep. yeah so zachary what what has you, you ask him as he's putting food your in arm <laughs> come on god here like you you move your lips and i'll answer for you i'm zachary oliver and oh, I played way too much Diablo 3 on the PC. Guilty oh, dear charge. heavens. That's why you have a wrist problem. Oh, yeah. my goodness. And on console. Both at the same time. Oh, man. No, because no, I'm completely unproductive. I have no idea why, but I have yeah, console so, version better, though. Amen. Really? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I mean, I do, too, but that's just... That's because I don't play games on PC. That's why. For me. <laughs> no, 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 that makes sense. I got Diablo 3 on the PC for free because of WoW subscription-related things. Ah, there so, you go. Yeah, they had like an annual pass at some point, and they give mm-hmm. like, lots of free stuff, like Diablo-related mount in World of Warcraft. Why is it not as good as the console? Because uh, I'm just used to controllers, and it just makes more sense. Plus, I like Gauntlet, so it plays a like Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. For old school. Hey, did you, did you see that Gauntlet actually came out? Yeah, I like, know. It's weird. <laughs> Just to like, see it so long ago. The, the new Gauntlet 2014 came out, and I was looking at it, and I was like, I kind of, I kind of want to grab this because it's a, a four-player game that we've. I've played so many Gauntlet likes so far that I haven't actually, but I haven't played Gauntlet. I think ever. <laughs> you should play it. I know. Definitely. I know. So yeah. I definitely want to grab grab that one as soon as as soon as I get some cash. Yeah, get through other the, people and have yourself a good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As so, far as Diablo goes, though, yeah, I've talked a lot about it, but I like Diablo. I just can't. I need to stop playing Diablo. Why? Because I could go on endlessly grinding in rifts in bounties. 
because it's so like it's like a so sort of an automatic activity at this point. I just go. You said a loot cave, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's similar. <laughs> Basically, it keeps the best pulling way, and pulling. Because yes, I was on does. like Torment One for a bit, and they're like, "No, don't play on Torment One. You don't get legendaries what, what, that way." What are you talking about? Oh, these are difficulty levels. Oh. So like, you can swap the difficulty level from normal to Torment Six. So <laughs> there are ten difficulty levels, and you may switch between them at any time after you beat the game. So. Uh-huh. I was on Torment 1, they're like, legendaries don't drop that much there, because it takes longer to kill enemies. You want to play efficiently. So you go down to Expert, which is too above normal, and then you just grind, grind, grind until stuff drops. And at that point, I was like, well, I don't think I need to spend this much time on Diablo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty much an isometric version of the Destiny Loot Cave. Yeah. (laughs) Except more efficient and doesn't require you to aim at anything. Yeah. Well, I don't know. If, if you have a rocket launcher in Destiny, you can just keep pouring it into the cave because they drop the heavy ammo like crazy. Or pour it into the loot cave. <laughs> that works, too. Well, Blizzard fixed the loot cave, so. But the other game I've been playing, or one of the other games, was Dragon's mm-hmm. Crown. So I've switched my looting from Western-inspired to Japanese. Yeah. Just out so of curiosity, it's... are you playing it on the PS3 or the Vita? I am playing it on PS3. Ah, gotcha. And I like Dragon's Crown a lot. It really? is fun. It is yeah. a lot of fun. It's super fun. I had played it for like an hour, like last year, and I said, eh, it's okay, you know? Yeah, I mean, the first hour isn't going to get you into the core the core uh, no, speed of it. Not at all. But if I had to get a good comparison, it's like Diablo, except right. it is a 2D side-scroller in the vein of Dungeons & Dragons, Capcom games from long, long, long ago. Super with the gorgeous, yeah, with the gorgeous art of Vanillaware, yeah. aka G- Grand Grimoire. Uh, what was the other one? Odin Sphere, Muramasa, and yeah. Muramasa. Yeah, Muramasa, the Demon Blade. Yeah, and so the game looks amazing, and obviously inspired by Renaissance art everywhere. Yeah. Did you? Put, what kind of character did you play? Uh, what's the warrior class? Warrior, I think. Is it just called Warrior? <laughs> I don't know. I think so. I it's can't pretty- remember. Wow. I think so. I can't. Now I'm gonna have to. The get dude up and with the here. heavy armor is basically yeah. what I'm playing. Knight or like warrior? Half, okay, half gotcha. the screen with his torso. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> a- actually, awesome. there's an interesting skill development tree. They all have different abilities, so right, you have to play right. them in unique ways. And everything hits really hard. <laughs> so you actually have to dodge, <laughs> yes. which is weird. Yeah. These yeah. kind of games usually you just kind of credit feed and then just smack things until you win. But right, no, this one definitely you can't. And I, I roll as the archer. In that game, yeah, huh. and I think the game I was enjoying it. I was I was having a lot of fun with it, but the moment that sold me was pretty close to the end. Oddly enough, it was the boss encounter called the Killer Rabbit. That's <laughs> oh, yes. that, that's the part that I was just like, yes, this game was made for me. Yeah, I think this is the kind of game that's made for me. Yeah, I wouldn't yes. have. I wouldn't. I, I guess I actually would have guessed. I would have guessed that you are a Monty Python fan. <laughs> me? No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I, I deny such allegations. <laughs> yeah, but in the combat no one system, that, in, but, that but allegation. The combat, the combat is actually really interesting. So, it's basically got air dashes and juggles and all that kind of thing, which you wouldn't expect from a game like this. But it, it's actually pretty effectively done. The only thing yeah. I don't like about the game is that mm-hmm. when there are too many things going on, you—it's just impossible to tell what's happening. If yeah. there's more than like ten people on screen it's just like 
just keep pressing a button, and then eventually you'll find out where you are on the screen. Oh, my. Because <laughs> these things are exploding. It all looks great. Yeah. I have no idea where I am. And then I look, and I'm like, oh, I lost my weapon, and I'm in the upper left-hand corner. I don't know what happened, but uh, apparently I lived. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh. so sometimes it's confusing. But other than that, it's pretty it's pretty solid. If you like that kind of game, it's just Diablo plus beat em up. So there's nothing too complicated about it, but it's just well designed. Huh. Just the art style can get in the way sometimes. Literally, literally it can get in the way. It yeah, is. It what do you literally mean? gets in the way. What do you mean? Oh, oh, in two senses, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes, yes. What are you talking well, about? The, well, the, 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 t- the characters, specifically uh, the warrior, the barbarian, and uh, the, the, well, the sorceress for one reason or another, they, like, their, their, their character models are actually literally so big, they take up a like, huge amount of real estate on the screen. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, I mean, like, you could be walking around and then you see something glimmer behind you that you want to inspect and you can't find it because your guy's torso is bigger than... I don't know, a car. Yeah, so it's if you kind have of AI companions that all like stack on top of something you really need to get behind oh, and then gosh. the thing and you're like, please move, please move and they won't move. And then the no. camera zooms in and then you're like, I want to see more of the screen now, please. Please stop yeah. zooming in. And there's no way to zoom out. So Yeah, that is annoying. <laughs> Just get a bigger T V. <laughs> my TV. Well, see, I played it on the Vita, so I didn't exactly have the option of, you know, you know, saying, Oh, well, yeah. I'm playing on a 120-inch screen. It is big enough. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't a good... Wow, 120-inch? So my goodness. Okay, so Zach, so I want to follow that up with a question then. Um, yes. Where do you live and when will you not be home? <laughs> I live in New England somewhere, and <laughs> I will be home most of the time. <laughs> with his shotgun. <laughs> no, no weapons in my home. Oh, no, 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 no. If, if a home invader comes in, remember, he's just going to strip down to his skivvies and cluck like a chicken. No, I'll well, strip that, down that was, your... That, that was me, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, that's a good point. Your clothes. Point. Yeah. Don't come into my house. <laughs> as long as you do it wearing your Iron Man mask, I can get behind that. I don't even have one. I know. It's so shameful. <laughs> well, wait, hang on. Every time I see you on, like, Facebook or whatever, you always have the Iron Man mask. Yeah, I didn't what is buy this? it. It's expensive. Oh, oh yeah. I thought that was like your persona. Like every time you go out in yeah. public outside of your house, you put it on no. to protect your secret identity. Yeah, tell us this story. Tell us the story of the mask. I want to hear the story of the mask. Yes. yes. Okay. This is, this is and then we can hear what Joshua is, is, is playing. It's not yeah. that exciting a story, but <laughs> I will tell us. Let story us anyway. be the judge of that. Okay. So I was in uh, Walt Disney World wandering around downtown Disney West Side. Ted is on the edge of his seat. And they have that store, or I don't know if it's there anymore. What is it, D Street? Something like that? Oh, it's still there. Okay, it's still there. So I wandered in there. I think it was around the time the Avengers came out. So they had all the Avengers stuff, so you could buy Hulk hands, and you could buy Iron Man mask. How much was the Iron Man mask? What? How much was it? Well, everything's full price, so. If it's Disney, probably 15 to 25 bucks. Yeah, maybe more. And this yeah, was just a, a sort of a front one, your basic cheap yeah. mask? Okay. Yeah, just the front. So it's like yeah. one of those like... With a rubber band? Yeah. Well, not ru- not rubber band, but it's It's, it's Disney, Disney man. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is hilarious. I'll put this on myself. And then they're like, take a picture, take a picture. And I was like, okay, I'll put the mask on. So I did. And there you go. That's and think of how story. many other people have put that mask on and took a picture of it. Yeah. yeah. 
Thank you for telling me. <laughs> that was so two wh- years wh- ago. But, so but, yeah. All right. So, so that, that story doesn't show any of the uh, deep, heartfelt personal connection that you have with the Iron Man mask because that's what has become. It's so much of your avatar everywhere on the interweb. So what is the significance uh, of this? There's actually zero significance. It just sort of happened. So oh. why, why, why don't your Facebook friends and your uh, connections get to see your, your beautiful mug? I don't know. I'm just too lazy to upload another photo myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. As we know, the Greek word for one who speaks from behind a mask is hypocritos. And Zachary Ooh. is a hypocrite. Oh. oh, smacking with the H word. I have been smacked <laughs> down. No, wow, you're, you're not hypocritical. But that is, you know, that was a little. Yeah. little that was impressive. True. That was that nice. Was impressive. Yes. That was very good. There Virtual fist bump. I love it. <laughs> Your okay, money so- at work. I think I think I have to go next, but I have a question for you guys because yes. I've I've realized that I've I've officially uh, broken oh. down. Oh wait, I did play one other thing. I oh, just want to okay. talk about it real quick. Sure, go for it. Uh, I played through the entirety of New Super Mario Brothers Wii U. I hate that name, and it was actually really good. Yeah, and I was surprised because I hate New Super Mario Brothers. I'm sorry. Well, it, it's much more challenging than the other New Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, it is. But I still made it through in like four or five hours. Okay. But I like it because it plays like a Mario game. Yeah. Well, you know, you can get through the original Mario Brothers in 15 minutes, even less. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you're speedrunning it. But I don't skip levels. Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. I go through every single one. So you didn't do warp whistle? I haven't played that version yet. So are there like warp whistles or whatever? I don't know, but I suspect there probably is. Because mm. yeah. they basically, it's returning back to Super Mario World with the all sorts of secret exits everywhere. Yeah. So that's you can basically circumvent the entire game by finding every secret exit. Nice. And then make it to the end in like an hour. But the difference here is that you don't have friends who are telling you exactly where the warp whistle is. No. So I didn't bother looking that up. Yeah. But yeah, don't have has, a subscription to Nintendo Power to tell you the exclusive way to find these things. No, and I, yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> I want to play all their levels they designed. So. Yeah, and that, that that's the right way to play. It's just that I, I found that once we once you played the originals, you knew where the warp whistles were and you couldn't not you couldn't unsee it, you know? <laughs> Can't mm-hmm. resist. Yeah, yeah. I, I, right. I dedicate myself to going through every single level so that I go. I can make a fair judgment, and I actually like this one. I didn't like the Wii one. I thought the Wii one was kind of terrible. It's slow yeah. and clunky and didn't make any sense. But this one has momentum, and you can make it through the whole level without stopping most of the time. That's so, cool. So it made me very happy to play it. Cool. And then, did you play it single game. player or did you have a friend to play it with you? No, I would never. <laughs> yeah, that that is that is. Uh, wow, <laughs> uh, I know I know that that's that might hit strike as a little bit pretentious, but I do understand that. Like av- after pl- trying to play through the game with other players, like it is not the same Mario game when you're playing with other players. No, I, the game is called at that point trolling each other. Oh yes, and oh yeah, that's a fun game, but it's not Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, now, and- that's Raymond Legends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other game that is like that, it was it Donkey Kong Country Returns? I played that two player halfway through the game and it was like, this is not working. <laughs> this yeah, is it, not a game designed for co op in any way. Yeah. It, it gets it gets a little out of hand. Well, so now, that's fun, but Super Mario Brothers, I like that part. <laughs> yeah. Before Josh goes, 
I would like to try to guess once again what game he has been playing. Before, before we do that, I just wanted to, to, to break things down uh, for for your understanding. I've realized that there's three categories of games that I actively play, um, and those three categories are number one, uh, local multiplayer games. Then two is uh, pretentious indie games, and and they can all be indie games, of course. And then three is mechanically rich games and uh so that that would include everything from fast-paced uh action to uh turn-based tactical rpgs which are also very very high in my my oh i know it then ted he's been playing kingdom hearts 2 no Mm, nope that's not my guess all right mine is he said mechanic he said mechanically rich (laughs) games that qualifies (laughs) all right the game that joshua has been playing is a game where he his character is actually human in this game. He's, uh-huh. he's an '80s video director but you're, who you're gets trapped. Close. He gets trapped in the world of these '80s videos. So his levels are actual videos from the '80s that he has to work and fight his way out of. Ooh, oh man, you were so close! <laughs> Smash TV, um, Shadowrun. No, 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 no. You, Shadowrun, you, Dragonfall. Actually, that's Dragonfall isn't a bad guess because that's definitely one one of the games that I've been playing. Um, but no, much closer to what Ted actually said, I recently published a review of uh, a game that is very, very fascinating um, and is not 80s. It's actually 70s um, uh, inspired FMV uh, revolving limousine game called Roundabout. Um, <laughs> and this this is, this is by far stop. It, it is very, very messed up. Um, it is there's real world actors and they're all played by um, people who are involved in the uh, game dev scene in Seattle. Um, and uh, it's super duper wacky. But the, 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 the concept is you're controlling a limousine that won't stop spinning. Just <laughs> <laughs> watching video of this thing is crazy. Right. And so um, I, I actually didn't post on the Theology Gaming University directly uh, uh, of my review, but I also have a Let's Play. It's all on Plus 10 Damage. I highly recommend it. I, I have crowned this game as the best FMV game ever made. Now, I want, I, okay, now that you've said that, I want to quote you here. Sure. Roundabout may be the most frustrating game I can remember playing. Yes. And yet yes. I didn't fully want to stop. Explain yes. this. Okay, so um, I, I, there were several points in the game where I actually really wanted to throw the controller because think about it. You're controlling a limousine that doesn't stop spinning. And the, the basic premise of the gameplay is um, like operation. Everything in the world is, is stationary. And the moment that your revolving limousine hits them, you get a honk. So you, you slide into, into this object and honk, you messed up. And slide into it again, honk, you messed up again. If you if you get honked four times, you blow up into a fiery wreck, which is really frustrating when you don't feel like you can effectively control your revolving limousine. Um, and I, at many points in the game, wanted to just kind of like put down the controller, stop playing, uh, and walk away, uh, just because it's legitimately that frustrating. And I, I'm I'm pretty open to to I'm pretty patient. I think uh, <laughs> uh, I think of like a game like Hotline Miami where I I just totally got into this zone and like 100% of the game where you're dying all the time. But the difference is that you don't have a honk and you don't feel like you're completely out of control every time that you mess up. 
Uh, so You're running over poor little harmless animals and people. Yeah, no, 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 oh people. my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but when you run over people, that's how you keep your combo going. It's like doing a manual in Tony Hawk. And it's like this comical red splatter. That yeah, it's more, like, it's more pink. It's and more the tire awesome. and the tire tracks turn red. They're red. Over them. Oh, <laughs> oh man, God. that's yeah. awful. No, that's actually that's actually one of the perks. But yeah, and, and also one perks. of the other. He said he called it a perk. I yeah. love it. Hey, so, you love uh, Carmageddon. Well, it's this. This is this has a much happier tone than Carmageddon because you have <laughs> one one of the. Oh my the, God. It looks like a massacre. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 my point is like you, like I said, like the the FMV quality of the game because each time that you get to a checkpoint, it could, mm-hmm. it immediately cuts to an FMV cutscene. Like it doesn't miss a beat. It's super duper tight that way, and suddenly you're seeing these real world actors that are doing this this cheesy silly. Um, I'm I'm not a real actor, but I'm going to pretend that I'm in an eight, uh, a '70s B movie kind of cutscene, and it has the best, most likable protagonist of any game that I played in a long time, Giorgio. She is the driver of the revolving limousine, and she doesn't talk. And for whatever reason, the silent protagonist in an FMV sequence really works. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to have to pick this game up. Is it coming to consoles at all? Um, I would imagine that it would probably come to consoles. I think they developed it in Unity, so um, I'm, it's just a matter of you know. It, there's no there's no announcement yet, so I wouldn't I wouldn't hold my breath. Um, I, I do have to admit that the the frustration level for me uh, really got turned to eleven or thirteen actually uh, when it comes to open world traversal because it's an open world game as well. Um, I know it sounds really really strange, but like so when you're on a mission and you're just trying to get from point A to point B and there's uh, it's designed as a very clear level progression. Um, so you need to very carefully guide your spinning limousine into the gaps and into the places and, and uh, just carefully get it to things, which, which, can, ha- which can work. Um, but when it gets to the open world, the, the pathfinding isn't super clear, so the system doesn't know to respawn you closer to where you want to go. Um, so I found myself getting really, really, really frustrated about trying, just trying to get from one point in the world to, to the other when I wasn't in a mission. Um, so that, that, that's why I ended up giving it not the, the, the happiest and highest of scores, because I was legitimately frustrated with it. Um, and I, I love the game a lot, but I also hate it a lot. It looks like they could have maybe done more with it if it was a touch easier, maybe? Uh, and that's the thing, because like in most open-world wor- open tr- games, traversal is quote-unquote solved, because that's the hardest thing in an open-world game, is, is making getting from point A to point B not frustrating or unfun or boring is the more common thing but uh like watchdogs and gta they, they they made the open world traversal much more forgiving so that anytime you drive into a street sign or anything it just collapses and barely even slows you down right but in this if you hit a street sign or anything it's honk you know and then <laughs> so um, it's much more frustrating, but it gets a lot easier when you get the ability to to, uh, to do a, a helicopter jump into the air. Uh, you press the A button, and then suddenly your limousine flies 30 feet up into the air, um, spins spinning like a helicopter. And you can climb from rooftop to rooftop by right, doing that. Right. It looked like yeah, yeah, like, like anybody like could in a limo. Fun. Right. It's very realistic, um, especially once you meet Jeffrey. <laughs> especially wow. when you get Jeffrey the skeleton. <laughs> And uh, he gives you really, really fun, fun uh, quests when he teleports into your car after you take drugs. <laughs> wow. Okay, so this sounds interesting in theory, but 
like self-aware, hyper self-awareness sometimes right. just it doesn't feel as interesting as it could have been. Well, that's the thing though. The story, like I said, I called it the best FMV game ever because the likeness, like it's the cutscenes are are legitimately my favorite part of the game. Um, and and you you finding out what happens and it, it, it is a very very good ludic gap. What you're doing in the game matches the story because it's so ridiculous and over the top. Um, but the story actually made me keep wanting to keep going and find out what what's going to happen next. Not because I thought that it was going to be you know like dramatically satisfying, but because I thought it was going to be funny. Like all of a sudden out of nowhere, there's this like. You pull up to a stop and suddenly there's like an eight-year-old in your car and it's just staring at you. And you're like, uh, okay, I guess I'm supposed to take this kid somewhere. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, one thing to notice, I'm on their official website and apparently it is coming to the Xbox One. Oh, good, good. Oh, good. I, I saw it was currently available for Windows, Mac, and Linux, it said. Correct, correct. Yeah. And on their site they say they have Xbox dev kits in-house and yes, we will investigate yelling Xbox honk honk to activate the limo's horn. Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Dan Teasdale and uh, I forget the, the other um, developer that worked with him on it. But it's basically d- designed by two people. So mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty cool that way. Um, but, yeah, I highly recommend it and uh, encourage people to check it out. Um, also to realize that it's very frustrating. The, um, so the other thing that I would love to share about, um, if, if it's all right, if I choose another game. Um, is what? is that okay? Is that no. okay? Can I, no betrayal. No. Oh man, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Um, so actually, there's I'm having a hard time picking. So have you guys heard of Gang Beasts yet? Uh, heard I've of it? Watched your videos, and yes, they are funny. <laughs> yes. So Gang Beasts, I would I would describe, um, and I, I, I'm hopefully the article comes out today um, about Gang Beasts. It's basically as I described it. Um, what would happen if uh, Goat Simulator ate some magic uh, Play-Doh and then pooped it out and little little uh, colorful men came out? Um, and so it's super-duper awkward, super-duper like uh, – Oh, yes. I've seen this. Loosely, con- loosely controlled um, – it's basically a very loosely controlled sort of comic wrestling game uh, where you're playing as uh, Play-Doh men and trying to throw each other into harm. Um, that, that's, that's the basic premise and, uh, and super duper brief. Um, and the, the, it's only an early alpha. It's on steam early access right now, but the most amazing thing about it is that it has, it is the first indie game, the first indie local multiplayer games. It's only local multiplayer right now mm-hmm. that I've ever played that I felt was bridging an age gap. Like that I felt was actually making people who are, uh, my 65 year old friend Verna and, my uh you know 12 or my 13 year old friends from the rec center um they all see this game and they're like i want to play and it's so ri- ridiculous and redonkulous that like the the actions and the physics and everything are like there's a button to play dead so you can just like sort of like fall over and and there's no sa- there's no actual um music in the game yet but the sound effects kind of carry it cuz it's just oh here's oh 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 <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, and then you throw yourselves into dangerous objects and you die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And since everyone's basically indestructible, so you don't have like a health bar or anything along those lines. And but um since it, it is still very keenly refined, so all it's just positive or negative. Are you in uh a dead zone or are you in a life zone and trying to get the other players into the dead zones? 
Okay, so, I was going to ask then, is there a win condition? That's the win condition is survival. Gotcha. So if you, okay. if you get the other players into that, and it's still funny when no one, no one wins. So like, say, for example, you're trying to throw your buddy into the fire. He grabs onto you because it's about, a game about grabbing, and he's holding onto you, and you're hanging over the ledge, and he just shakes his bottom a little bit, just jumps it around a little, and then it, gets you, it pulls your weight over the edge, and then you both fall into the fire and die. It's like, <laughs> this, is, this is really, really good. Um, Jess actually liked it. My wife actually liked it. Um, and uh, we had a, a, a person, a lady come with her kids to um, uh, do the kitchen, teach kids how to make food at the, the rec center last week. And her kids came. So she had a three-year-old, a six-year-old, and a nine-year-old. And all three of them wanted to play the game too. And so it was just surprising to see. And, and they could. And that was the best part is like they're, they're moving their characters around on the screen. And they're not necessarily getting the, 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 the deeper, finer details right. of grabbing and throwing. But it was so, so good to see how like people of different ages. This is like the – I think that Gang Beasts is going to be the Mario Kart of uh, local multiplayer games uh, for indie. Like it's, it's, uh, it's published by Double Fine. Double Fine got behind it. Um, and it's only on like – it's not even halfway through – um, it's for first incarnation. I think it's like alpha 4.45 or something like that right now. Um, but it's, uh, really interesting. It's coming on the yeah. Wii U too. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's going to be so, that's going to be really, really good. Good. Fit. That, that's, that sounds like a good console for it to come that's out. Actually, we were actually playing it on our Wii U TV at the rec center. So that's going to be really perfect once we get that for it. Nice. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, gang beasts highly, highly recommended for, for everybody. Um, and the other game that I, I'm going to, briefly touch on is lethal league which is uh, another local multiplayer game uh which is basically uh smash brothers meets dodge meets dodgeball um <laughs> and i love lethal league so 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 much um so imagine that you're playing uh like actually it's a little bit more like a traditional fighting game because it's really really fast like 2d cell shaded uh characters and there's a ball and your objective is to smash that ball into the other players and it starts out neutral, and you just have to jump up and smack it. And as soon as another character hits it, um, they rebound it, and it, the ball gets faster each time a different player hits the ball. So you can actually get the ball going up to um, – the fastest I got it going was to 100,000 miles per hour. Um, Ow. <laughs> 100,000. Yeah, yeah. It, it gets really, really hard to keep another player on the screen at that point. That's kind of fast. Yeah, hmm. yeah. But um, more more hey, often than not, that. <laughs> yeah, you can't catch it, and that's the point. Is like it's just a matter of like at that point, it's just crushing the ball, and it freezes for like a little, uh, or it goes into slowdown for a brief moment, giving the other players a chance to catch up and try to counter. But um, at that point, it's just so out of control. Um, it's a game of elimination. You know, you're in like a a, a padded room, uh, or a, a it's like volleyball or volleyball or, or not what volleyball, but volleyball or. Indoor kickball, um, indoor soccer, something like that. So you have your walls, and the ball is just bouncing off of everything. And so you just have to knock it into one of the other players, and it's uh, two to four players. Um, and basic fighting game structure, but it's so fast and so fun. Um, and you can pick it up and play it. Just That's the thing that I love about it. You're competitive, you're competitive before you finish your first, your first round. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and they played it at Evo, so... Yeah, yeah. So those are those are my recommendations: Gang Beasts, Lethal League, and Roundabout. I like it. Very nice. Very <laughs> crazy. Nice. I approve. Cool. Josh's so, um, game selection is crazy things. 
Yeah, it, it is, it, and that's enjoyable. Crazy things. So it makes um, it fun to try to guess. And that's and that's the thing that's that actually annoys me is that like I I, I play a lots of these like games that are like kind of short, and I just don't have enough time to talk about all of them. <laughs> Because they're, right. they're they're smaller, and that's the thing that I like about them is that like I I literally I legitimately have not purchased a game this year for like more than like twenty bucks. Um, <laughs> hey, he's fiscally smart. I like but this. Yeah. You represent I mean, I, a niche of this podcast, though, and that yeah. you play yeah. a very important role. Yeah, you're important, Joshua. Aww. You are important. Okay, I, I'm starting to believe it. Keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I changed my mind. You're really oh, man. Dang it! All right. Um, so that that's actually a, a, a terrible transition point to jump to our subject, but I'm going to do it anyway. So the question that um, our, our resident uh, pastor in in uh, the Theology Gaming University, oh no, chaplain, chaplain of our, the Theology Gaming University, Mr. Michael Justin David Jones, um, had asked a question that it, he wants to. Uh, he actually wants it for the next podcast when he can be on. But I'm going to steal it because there's nothing yeah. better than stealing from the chaplain. Yeah, good. So idea. The question is, gosh, what brings us closer to God? What brings you closer to God? What actually is um, a healthy practice? Because for me, I would love to say that I can, I, I, when I'm playing games, I am just in the spirit. I'm praying in tongues. I'm praying for the people who are making games. And that's a lot. I, I would love to be able to say that I do that a lot. And it, it doesn't happen as much as I would love it to, um, which is to say almost never. Uh, but the question is, what actually brings you closer to God? And I can take it. I can take it off right away because I have an answer. While you guys yeah, I was are, say, start us are, are navel gazing, let's um, all think. <laughs> <laughs> so for me personally, um, I would say that the thing that brings me closer to God is actually disconnecting from games, uh, disconnecting from uh, life around me, um, in, and and effectively. Actually, one of the things that helps the most is music. Video game music is actually really beneficial, but. Um, anything that helps me to focus on not uh, a task in front of me. So it helps if I'm driving. Um, but I love just driving, putting on uh, an album of a band that I really, really like, like Sunlux or something. Um, that is that is written by a Christian, but is written for uh, anybody to be anybody who's uh, of any faith persuasion could get into it pretty easily. Um, and sometimes I'm I'm singing and praying in tongues, and sometimes I'm I'm uh, just praying specifically over my uh, my life, my wife, um, just talking to God in general, just sorting th- through things. But um, disconnecting is, uh, and, and I, I do include music in that. But I mean, disconnecting from podcasts because I listen to way too many podcasts. So if you're listening to this podcast right now. Um, Stop listening. Go and, and listen. Oh, talk to Jesus, and then hit come pause. Back. Hit pause yeah. and come back. Pause. Yeah, or just don't hit, just don't hit unsubscribe. Yeah, yeah, don't hit that. Yeah, that <laughs> okay. does not. So you're back. So thank you God. so much for taking some time to connect with God. <laughs> and now we're going to hear from some of our other guys. So how do you connect with Jesus? My hands raised. Yes, yeah, Ted, Mister Mister Man. That's good. So it, the uh, I know that we use terms like, you know, get closer to God, we, I think the actual thing that's happening is is something different than that, because certainly God is not necessarily any further away than us at any point, but it, it's our awareness. It's, it sounds like it's things that are on our end that make us 
uh, more aware or even um, really connected to what who who God is and doing the things that he wants us to do with our lives. Mm-hmm. I know that's one way that you can feel uh, closer to God is by being obedient to him. So yes. you are going through through your day and you do hear that that still small voice tell you to to do something, reach out to this person for this little thing or or do that. Look for what I like to call the side quests in your yes. everyday life that when you are obedient to those things those I to me that's when I really feel like almost like this rush like oh, oh yeah no goodness. that's really really good because that's yeah. that's that's like the Holy Spirit moving in in you and yeah. and connecting the dots between you and, and other people that he wants you to to go into so that's really really good yeah, it's like wow I just did something that that Jesus probably would have done that's kind of cool so, yeah yeah um, that's awesome another thing for me too is certainly to again turn off the games yeah. you've got to sometimes you've got to have balance in your life. I personally do like to go outside. Um, I like to uh, to pray outside. Uh, I enjoy walking, hiking, um, things like that. I recently, this is not spiritual, but this past weekend I participated in a mini triathlon. Oh, which nice. Involved, yeah, it involved kayaking for a mile and a half, running for four miles, and biking for five miles. And it near about killed me. I came in 47th place out of 53 people, but... <laughs> Hey, you That's finished. Okay. You're, you're 47, you though, right? Cheers, right. You, sir. I, I completed right, in the in the year that I was in my of my age, but uh, so, but it so was the first place was won by a one year old. <laughs> I don't think so. He crawled to the finish. Usually, the people that win are very skinny and have very long legs. That's what yeah, I mean, yeah. because they can cover a lot of territory. There's some things just genetically. You know that you don't have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe that's part of it too. But another thing for me is is being involved with um, other Christians. You know, you can have game cells, you can have life groups. Uh, another church uh, I'm aware of has something called e groups. But I really think that fellowship happens in smaller group settings, and that's yeah. where you help others grow in the Lord, and of course. They help you grow in the Lord. Yeah, that's so, a really good point. So that yeah, would that's, be that's what I think of as like actual like present day d- discipleship. A lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, that's where it happens. I mean, that's where I think uh, today. And I live in Charlotte, which has some larger churches. So yeah. that's great. But real church happens, I think, and discipleship and fellowship happens when you're you really know people. Yeah, exactly. and you're spending time with them, and you're going through life. And an example I have. Of that, uh, there was a time in my life, of course, as some of you know, when um, I, I had a wife who had cancer and she was she was dying. She was in hospice, and I still remember that my Friday morning group of men, instead of meeting at uh, the usual location, they actually drove from where they were to that hospice house where yeah. I was staying. They came to me to yeah. have our group, and I'll never forget the love that they showed just by coming. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. So so other people, loving other people and other people loving you, I think I've that's when I, I know that God's working in my life. That's awesome. How about you, Mr. Clausen? I was hoping you'd pick me last, but okay. Uh let's I, see. I, I pick you when I want to pick you, man. <sighs> <laughs> wow. You got I got picked. 
<sighs> I, there's not much to add other than what Ted already said because a lot of it sounds the same. It, it, a lot of what the current trend is right now is a lot of what we call here in Florida is we call them gospel communities. But it, you know, it really doesn't matter what you call them. But the point is the same. It's you have a group of people that you live life with. Mm-hmm. And to me, it, my, my family structure is can, can be because we work from home. Uh, we homeschool. Uh-huh. And so we're at home quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it so building a community is a very important thing, whether it's the people on your street, whether it's the people in your in your church body. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I think the big, the best way that I quote unquote grow closer to God because I I think it's more I I don't like that phrase. Yeah, yeah. But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's 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 like uh, it's like that phrase get right with God. I hate that one too. But that's a whole other discussion. Um, the, it's the, the idea of learning to listen to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. When he's, when, when, when he's there, when you're reading, when you're learning about life, because he's always there teaching, you just have to find a way to, to, to listen better. Mm-hmm. And for me, that is very much disconnecting from technology, taking a, a, a Facebook sabbatical. Uh, like yesterday was a fairly tech-free day for me, and I try very hard to have at least one of those a week. Cool. Um, but yeah, just that, spend some time in prayer, spend some time in, in the Word. But the biggest part for me is exemplifying that for my son because God knows I'm not the most perfect father in the world. But for me, the most important thing is to make sure that he sees that as well, that I'm making that effort, that yeah. I'm living that example because that, 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 that is both my responsibility as a father, uh, as, as a parent and a husband. And while I'm, while I'm working on those roles, that helps me realize, wow, it gives me a better perspective on the relationship of God the Father, God the Son, and the sacrifice that he made. And that's, that's all I've got. I'm good. Yeah. That, 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 was, that was the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'll, try to do, I'll try to do better next time. Wow. I'm sorry. Josh, why do you call him such a terrible guest? <laughs> no, legitimately. No, no I, just, I just had to be as, as sarcastic as possible. That, that was actually the, uh, a really, really, really perfect answer. So yeah, I'm glad you mentioned prayer and reading of the Bible. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Awesome. Guess that would be and being and, and how to be a good dad. That's always good too. Right now, Zach, you have to say something totally new and different from anything we've yeah, said. Yeah, so okay. the original, Zach. Easy no enough. pressure. Uh, I think a lot, <laughs> and that comes from academic background, but also because I just like thinking about things. Yeah. So you thinking about things? No. Yeah. So, so you lock yourself in your closet and just sit there in, a, in an Indian style so huddle and think. The best way for me to just slow down and stop thinking about things tend to be the best ways for me to either understand, refocus, or to at least listen to God more than I would otherwise. Yeah. So I would say such things as reading or intense exercise, which is what I usually do. Yeah. So I do exercise regimens for like an hour straight, and there's not much else to focus on because of the exercises either so painful or so intense that I can't literally think about anything. Yeah. Those are good things for me just to shut myself down for a second and listen to God instead of myself. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's what I tend to do. And cool. I'm sure other people are different in that regard, but that's yeah. what I do. Oh yeah. We all have different ways of doing it. Yeah. That's awesome. I like to just basically just go, I stop thinking Zach, stop thinking. <laughs> but of course you can't do that while you're writing. So that's problematic. You could. It's very hard. It would be very hard. Yeah. And it would be hard to read. 
<laughs> just just do an article in time where you just hit random oh, keys. Yeah. Just <laughs> a thousand letter, a thousand words of just. I'd read it. I'd read it. There we go. I would totally give you a positive review. <laughs> oh yeah, it would make more sense than the plot of Kingdom Hearts. Oh. Oh, actually, that's a perfect segue for our, our last topic for today, which is what's up with all the uh, the dating sims that are popping out these days, especially those that include pigeons. Um, that's the, that is the most foul game I have ever heard of. What is going on? What a bunch well, of bird brains! <laughs> right, I don't so, want to crack any eggs here if we're going to talk about this one. We should con- yeah. consider dropping the topic. <laughs> so um yeah it was just uh I, has anyone actually played hot to full boyfriend i what? own it you own it yeah from a bundle way back but wait 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 how'd you oh you mean the the original the original version yeah yeah not because this it was just recently remastered not and the enhanced graphics hd version yeah, yeah. Of, of the pigeons <laughs> yeah i, I, so I need difference. those hd graphics because i need to know when I'm when I'm playing as that that high school girl who's flirting with pigeons, I need to know the the, the number of of funky feathers that the punk pigeon has. <laughs> that game is really <laughs> bizarre, but it has an actual story. And that's and it. that's the thing that's really great about it is that there's an actual story. There's an act, there's there's a whole lot of thought put into it, um, and there's actually some thoughtful commentary. But the the key to it is that it's funny. Yeah, and that's that's something that I found that's that's really really can't be understated. That this year has been a great year for funny games, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, and 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 that's coming back to Gang Beasts. Even like Gang Beasts, you cannot play Gang Beasts and not erupt into giggly <laughs> preteen level laughter. Like it is so comical, um, especially when you're you know like accidentally humping your opponent. Um, <laughs> Yes, Theology Gaming Podcast. We just talked about being closer to God. That's... Oh, my God. Well, we, we just jumped the subject to, to, to dating pigeons, so I think that we're, we've already fallen off the bus. Yeah. <laughs> the bus just ran over us. Yeah. Yeah. Go so ahead with your humping story, Joshua. No, uh... <laughs> Oh, well, I'm just saying, like you know, when you press awesome. when you press the play dead button and you're ex- and you're laying down on one of the other players and you're just trying to get them to get off oh, the ground no. and they're no no, they're, no 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 stop right there stop anyway right there. you're done you're stop done. <laughs> gonna, you're done go on t- t- we're t- all t- adults <laughs> I I thought you were going to be talking about something from The Sims Four or something not no. this pigeon oh, no, dating no. game wow that's awesome but the pigeon dating game has an actual plot like as in. Why are only birds alive in right. this world? So right. that's interesting. I've, All right, now I have not played the game, so Josh, before you get into it too far, just help me understand a little bit about the plot because I I literally know nothing other than than uh, the review April posted up on Game Church right, yesterday. Right. Well, I've read a lot about it, but I haven't personally played it myself. Okay, so but but still, someone here owns it too, so maybe they can they can help us understand a little bit better. What, the, the you are a human. You're a human, game? and everyone else is a bird. Yes. Okay. And what's the social context? Are we in high school? Did- high school. Yeah. She she is oh. in high school, and she is just trying to get through high school as a teenage girl would. Oh, so you play as a girl? Yeah, you're yes. a girl oh, looking okay. for okay. potential bird suitors. Bird boyfriends. Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. 
Um, pigeon boyfriends. Yeah, and then one's oh. an aristocrat and one's a mad scientist. I, I guess these are anime archetypes. If, well, I yes, guess I could they, they're all anime archetypes. And this, it helps if you've played any other uh, dating simulation games, which I, I've only played like uh, Sakura Wars, which is like half tactical RPG, half dating sim. So I oh, can't yeah. say I'm, I'm not even remotely an expert on this subject. That game um, is, well, it's pretty close to the model, so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically, I mean, like, it's very similar. And if you played Mass Effect, like, you've played a dating sim, really. Um, what, what are you holding up there, Jonathan? What is that? Is that it? Sakura Wars for the PS2? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, that one. Um, yeah, Sakura Wars was originally for PS2 and came out on, on Wii, and I played it on the Wii. Um, but and, in, in any case, yeah, so the, the, the archetypes of uh, dating sim games, and usually it's you're a male and you're dating females, and that's part one of the many other uh, structural jokes of the game um, is that you're not playing as a male protagonist. Um, but the, the, just the premise is so out there and wild, um, it actually invites people who would never, ever step into the dating sim genre to try something out that, that that's just funny. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it to Game Cell at one point. Um, if not, if not uh, tomorrow, then someday very soon. But I think it's, it's going to make just a great game for people to sit around and say, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm interested. I'm going to play it at some point. And I, visual novels do not interest me in any way. So right, right, right. I'm not sure it, if that's yeah. a recommendation or not. <laughs> yeah. So I don't what like is visual the novels either, but I, I am very, very, very intrigued by this one. I've never played Sakura Wars. It's, it came as part of a bundle I got. Sure. And I just happened to look at when you heard it. I remember I looked over at my PS2 shelf and I'm like, I have that game. Yeah. Did you get okay. the? Do you have the collector's edition in the box? Yes, I do. Okay, because like I wandered into GameStop one day and I was like, Oh, Sakura Wars collector's edition, twenty dollars. Okay. Yeah. And the, one of one of my <laughs> I've never played it either. <laughs> one of my biggest weaknesses is if I see the word collectors limited or anything like that, I usually get it. I am part of that pre-order problem, but that's a oh, whole wow. other subject for another time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So. I haven't played it yet. Now I'm now I'm going to have to. I'm going to keep it on my shelf here. Um, yeah, I would. I rec- I'd recommend at least playing through the first the first uh, the battle the first battle sequence. But it is very visual novelly. There's it's it's a lot of talking, a lot of like anime stereotypes. With okay. Um, I guess like I'm just trying to understand what the appeal is um, to, to a dating sim. Like, what is it that what is it about the mechanic or the story that appeals to you or players in general? What is it that makes the genre the genre? Yeah, no, um, for me personally, it doesn't appeal to me at all. I, I think that um, dating sims and, and uh, visual novels are really, really, really unappealing. Um, and just as unappealing as, like, uh, twine games on in theory. Um, but in practice, um, that's where things get interesting. When you take the, the, the stereotypes of the genre, like um, that you're a guy and that you go and you pick whatever girl you want to date... Um, uh, and you and you flirt with the ones that you want to date, and you try to like snub the ones that you don't want to date, so that you're not causing interpersonal conflict between characters. And you know, if you like drama like that, that's great. For me, I don't like that sort of thing. But would it be you, safe to call it the um, the? I don't want to pigeonhole it. So choose what, your own adventure. <laughs> pigeonhole it. Yeah. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Unintentional pun. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Come on, that was intentional. Give me some credit here. Uh, there, uh, would you say it's safe to say that most games in that genre fall under the the like a romantic comedy type? Yeah, there's definitely some genre. If you were to compare it to Hollywood, and the, well, the problem with it is that they're all Japanese. Uh, almost all dating sims are Japanese made. 
Um, and so right. the problem with that is that there's that cultural context that you lose as an, as a, a Westerner, um, that you no longer understand the, the the culture archetypes or the stereotypes or the um, the, the social nuances that are trying to right. be portrayed between characters. And our preferences in Western storytelling, like my preferences as a Western storyteller, are so specific and turned to 11. I can't stand it when someone's making something and I can't see the theme. So um, those things bother me, but that's, that's not here. But the point being that there's a ton of social, cultural context to games like yeah. that that we just completely miss. So what do you th- what what do you think is the theme then of and I, I can't pronounce the word the the, the pigeon ha- game. Hatoful oh, ha- boyfriend. Hatuf- yeah, Hatoful. Yeah, Hatoful boyfriend. And 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 that's there's there's some sort of in joke there. I don't know the exact uh what Hatoful is exactly meant to to mean um other than of course the the prefix for hate. Uh so I I'm I'm not sure exactly there, but anyway, the point. Oh being, man, the full title is even better: "Hotful Boyfriend," a school of hope and white wings. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, man, Japanese titles are the best. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, the, the the appeal to it is just that it's hilarious. The the whole concept behind it is it's meant to be wacky, weird fun, just like. Roundabout is wacky, weird fun. Weird fun. Oh, okay. Here's here's what the name means. Okay, I just found this. The title is a pun on the wase ego word hatufuro, which means heartful or also hurtful. You know, it's kind of like a dual name pun. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, and the Japanese word hato, which also means pigeon or dove. <laughs> so. so it's a double. It's a triple meaning. Yeah. So they do that a lot in Japanese games, actually. Yeah. That's awesome. There's a lot okay. of word puns that get lost in translations. So official, none of us have played this game, but you should play it. Recommendation. So I'll recommend I just it. The, the the demo is downloading <laughs> in the background as we speak. So I will play it. Yeah, oh, you no. got the demo. Oh, I should do that too. Yeah, that's probably that's a really good idea. Well, the original uh, version is free. It had a translation patch. So yeah, that's I another think, option. I think I'm going to rely on your guys' efforts to to learn more about this. Yeah, I'm going to. Say no. Ted. <laughs> Come on, it's pigeons. Ted, your dedication right. to this is Everyone is needs to stay tuned here, to Come Theology on. Gaming's next podcast in two weeks where we are going to collectively be reviewing Hatoful Boyfriend. <laughs> yes. We might. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know that that's actually going to happen. Um, oh, but, I'm uh, down. I'm in. I'm we, in we also talked about doing that for Adam's Venture, which was uh, the, the quote-unquote best Christian game ever made. Yeah. Uh, you said that Thomas Central, I think. Tom, yeah, Thomas Central did. Have any of you looked at the game or tried playing it? I, bought I, have, it. It the, I have it on the PlayStation. Oh, have you played it? I played the first one. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Don't color our opinions yet. Yeah, no, I, will, right. I, I will not. I will not say a word. Cool. Yeah. So I've only I've only played like uh, I've only played it for like a uh, half an hour for the first episode. The, so. the only thing I will say is this: on a production level, it is by far probably the best overtly Christian game I have played. On a yeah, on a strictly mechanical very, production uh, level, yeah, yeah, it actually reminded me, like production level wise, very similar to the game uh, Marlowe Briggs and the Mask of Death, which it, which is also a uh, it's a low budget low budget game, but still is a, a really tight action game, right? Um, and very very well done for being low budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably better than God of War anyway. What what hey, hey, what did you say? Yeah, I hate that game. Let's not get into it though. Oh. Oh, 
Shots I, I have to go to work here in a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that. We one can't for get time. into this because Ted has to go to work. No, uh-huh. you can, but I recently okay. played a God of War game on the PSP, so Yes. Oh, did you st- no, Ghost don't start with Chains of Olympus or Ghost of Sparta, dude. Come on. Ghost of Sparta is what I played. Yeah. That's the only, not a bad the only one I've ever played. <sighs> What's wrong with it? I accept that I didn't beat it because of quick time events. That are Mr. too complex for my brain. Mr. Clausen disapproves. Yeah, it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, you know what? You don't have to justify yourself to me, Ted. You're approved before Christ already, so it doesn't matter what I think of you. <laughs> Even though if I think you are, you know, a lazy gamer, it's okay. You don't have to, I you picked know, it up for two ninety nine, and that's nice. That's pretty good and, price. <laughs> yeah, I got two ninety nine worth of enjoyment out of it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> So I think that's actually a good point to end our show for today. Um, anyone have any any final final contributions? Final last words? Um, no. Okay. Belgian waffles, <laughs> duct tape, Titanfall, and Kingdom Hearts. Those are my final words. No Excellent. Kingdom Hearts. Oh, thank you, Dumbledore. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, thank you so much for uh, getting together with us. And uh, this has been the uh, Theology Gaming Podcast. If you like our show. Um, go on to the interwebs and tell your mom uh, and all of your mom's friends. My mom uh, doesn't know how to download podcasts. That's okay. Uh, she is going to learn because she wants to learn. And okay. <laughs> the internet is that way. The internet is that way. If it's you can't see your hands box, right now, right? just use your imagination on where we're pointing. There. Um, it's a and uh, with, the red, with the red light on top of it. Yes. Uh, we also accept um, gifts in, in, uh, if you want to send us any presents through the interwebs, they are available at what's our email address, Zach? Oh, I don't Gaming anymore. <laughs> it's a question. Info at theologygaming.com, something like that. Questions at theologygaming.com? Yeah, that one, that one. Questions at Theology Gaming is where you send us um, random Steam keys for us to purchase. You know, I, I'm fine with that. And uh, I don't know why I'm saying yeah. this. <laughs> you, the listener, you're very intelligent. Just go to theologygaming.com and you can find out everything you need. We accept That's, currency in the form of muffins. Muffins are great. Um, if you can find a way to somehow send muffins through the internet, that would be very, yeah. very preferable. You can you can send basted eggs to me. I have a very large USB port. It will fit. Or uh, <laughs> do not worry. It will. Do you fit. have any pictures of pigeons that you'd like to share? Yes. Please, yeah. please send them in. Questions at theology gaming. Thank you. And uh, give us a five-star rating on um, some website somewhere. That would be great. (laughs) We are on (laughs) iTunes, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And all podcast services in general. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Give us five-star reviews. Tell tell, tell everybody. Send it by... To our German friends. Yeah, make sure you send it by Pigeon Messenger. (laughs) Yeah, Pigeon. (laughs) Yeah. Messengers. Messenger (laughs) Pigeons. Messenger Pigeons. Thank you. Thank you. That That is our last word. Messenger okay. pigeons. Is it messenger, messenger pigeon? pigeon? Carrier pigeon. Carrier pigeon. There we go. Uh, get it right. I thought you played that war game, Josh, where we learned about the right things. Valiant Hearts. Yeah. Valiant Hearts. Yeah. They had yeah. carrier pigeons in that, didn't they? Yeah. They were they were hint pigeons. Yeah. So uh, last last word of the show, and then we're done. All right. We love you guys. Bye bye. Last word is Ted. Pizza. Mm. <laughs> awesome. There's a website that will actually send your mail by carrier pigeon. (laughs) Excellent.
There is something for everybody these days. That's awesome. Okay, that Pigeon comes to us from Zachary Google Oliver, sponsored by PigeonGram.com. <laughs> that is awesome. That's how do how do they know, how do the pigeons know how to go to, to your house? Because they're homing pigeons. Oh. <laughs> okay, we have to stop. We have to stop the madness. Wait, what's the difference between a carrier pigeon and a homing pigeon? I don't are they know. the same? These are things oh. that I need to know. Thank I can't you. believe you opened this Pandora's box right at the last moment. That you need to know. <laughs> the carrier pigeon is a homing pigeon. Oh. oh. All right, I got to go to work. Yeah, Love we you guys. Got, we got Ted. This. Goodbye, Ted. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, okay. They're Oh, this is why they're not very big. The actual me- Okay, your message is printed on pigeongram message paper and is attached to a homing pigeon. The bird is conveyed to a release point. Released <laughs> and your message is carried back by the homing pigeon through the sky and over the trees and the fields of rural Texas on the journey back. To the pigeon gram loft, so it doesn't actually come to your house. It oh. just you release it somewhere, and it finds its way back to the pigeon loft, and then they send you a digital picture of the message. This is intensely disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wow. We can email a digital picture of the message to you, to the recipient, or both. No, I want the pigeon to come to my house. Yeah, yeah, I want to pet the pigeon. Send the email. Send me an email if you want. I want to. I want to. I want to have like a pigeon poking at my front door. Duh, 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 duh. And I wanted and to say in the voice of Bart Simpson, "Nevermore, nevermore." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or at least be like slightly closer to being an owl from Harry Potter. I'm fine with that. No, I don't like those elves. No, they, they scare me. That's that's what makes them great. Dobby, if I ever met Dobby in real life, I'd probably do the same thing Beatrix did. Yeah. Wait, do we end the podcast at some point? I think so. Yeah, Tessica, I don't know. I thought you hit stop recording a long no, time ago. No, I just kept recording whatever. Oh, we're gosh. This, okay, if you ever do a best hits album, this is, this is what goes on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop recording.